Hey folks, thanks for tuning in. This is Reese's Peace, episode 28. This is going to be the third part in the three-part series with me and the other two Joshes, and we're going to get into uh, this question that Josh Dewey asks about what kind of spouses are we. So let's get right into it. This is why this is why I'm a prick in relationships. It's like, and that's my other bullet point on my fucking sticky note here. I'll hold nice. it up. It's a great um, segue. Is your significant others? What kind of husbands are we? Oh, oh God! Don't don't do so that we're gonna, to me. You're asking us to 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 tell you am, what we think our spouses think of us. Oh, yes. I know. Yes, and oh, what kind of husbands we are. <laughs> Ooh. What kind I am of the reason a woman would take See, antidepressants. So I have I have context <laughs> for this question. <laughs> I have context for this question. All right, let's have it. It was a very brief statement that Kelly made, and I've held on to it to a fault. I've it it was said during an argument, and it was just a very quick statement, and oh, it that wasn't was a stab, it, huh? and it wasn't meant to be uh oh uh, a thing. But I've held on to it. And she, she made him, and, and it's true, and it is a true statement that she made. She said, so, she, I don't remember the context, but she well, said. Well, come on now. You can't leave well, us no, up. She, I'm all she anticipating said, it. She said, you're not, you're not really much of a garage man. Oh. And so, and Ooh. I know this. I'm not, so she, I'm not a motorhead. I'm not a car guy. Yes, I you are. Not. You've established that. <laughs> yeah, we established your credentials. You, you looked this at week. how to change a window stripping or a weather uh, stripping. Remember, you're a car guy. Okay, let me just say. Let me just say. I wasn't making a dig for that for that weather stripping. I legitimately had to go on the Toyota website, find the exact part number. I did. I did. I, I had to find the exact fucking part number. I had to look through goddamn schematics. I didn't know what the thing was called. I you didn't know. What know you are, then? I didn't You're know it was guy. called. <laughs> I didn't know it was called weather strip one word. I oh. looked weather strip two words. I yep. looked seal. I looked like window seal. Okay, so I had to like search quite a bit just to find this fucking part, and I finally found the part, and it fits perfectly. Let me just follow up on this. It fits perfectly. Well, it's from I, Toyota for your vehicle, so I would hope yes. so. It better. It's the legit. Well, no, I ordered it on Amazon it's just so I would be able to oh, then nice. return it. If I yeah. easily return it, if it, if it was uh, not, if I fucked up, <laughs> yeah. Sure. So it's some some insurance. But anyways, so I am not that guy, and it's it's legitimate, and I know, and I know that. Um, but you know, I've held I held on to that statement of me not being a garage guy because, like, I I do a lot for my household. I feel like like it, we have an interesting situation. Like Kelly has to pump. Um, uh, milk for for our son, and I and I commend that. I mean, and it is a good thing. It's like it's giving food for our son, but like it is thirty minutes a day, every four hours of the day. And I did the math. It's like fucking thirty eight days straight for the for a whole year. Oof. It's like it's if you do the math and the and add up those thirty minutes every four hours a day. It's 38 days straight for 24 hours for the first year. So, like, that's all time that she can't have him, that I have to have him. And I'm not saying I don't want to have him. I'm just saying, like, in those times, I, I do a lot. And, and secondarily, I do do a lot for the household. Like, I clean bathrooms. I do dishes. I do laundry. I mop the floors. And I'm not saying nobody else does that. I'm just saying, like, 
I don't really have a ton of time to go, like, just be a garage man. Well, give me and, a little context. Like, was she and, upset that you weren't no, doing more no, garage stuff? No, or? she was just making a statement, and it's a true statement. I'm not, I am not really, like, that and guy. how did that make you feel? It made me feel inadequate. <laughs> it made yeah. me feel inadequate. Well, that's you're, a because you're a handyman. You're a handyman, Because though. I would like to There's be... A difference. Well, no, I'm not. I'm not really a handyman. I'm. I'm competent. I'm competent <laughs> enough to do some <laughs> handyman things. But like, I'm not really your fucking handyman. You know. You can Google that shit. Yeah, but you're suave as fuck. I mean, you think Matthew McConaughey does his own handyman work? Fuck, fuck no. no. <laughs> he sits back and smokes a cigar and watches some idiot do it. Some laborer like me. <laughs> so so, so we were shit. asked at work. To, like, provide a quote that, like, has shaped our lives. And a quote that shaped my life from my grandfather is that he always has been quoted for me that if you're not going to learn how to do something yourself, you damn sure better make enough money to be able to pay for it to be done. That's right. And and so that's something I live by. And I, and I make damn good money. Let, let me just say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you've achieved one of those, yeah. those uh, goals yeah. in that quote. You met that my, condition. But my wife, her father is an engineer, and he's he is a fucking handyman like aficionado. Dude, he can do anything. He's yeah. he he helps me. He helps me immensely. I love the man probably more than many people on my own family. <laughs> like, yeah. like like sorry to fa- those of you that are listening <laughs> who are related. not to name no, names. No, my, well my dad my not dad my dad is also like my dad has like built his own built houses before. Like he can he can fucking do anything. And it's like I'm envious of this, but I did I here's my rant, everybody who's like <laughs> waiting to talk. Here's my rant. I've like, I've I like, I've called my dad out for like our divorce and like them getting divorced when I was six. And I'm just like, I'm like, you know, like you didn't teach me any shit. Like you, got, you fucking, you fucking left. Like he's like, well, I didn't, I didn't learn any shit. I'm like, yeah, but there was different expectations. Like I was fucking in school, like for all the times, like you were out working and doing job experience and like doing your own shit to like learn all these skills. Like, like you, when, you know, you, you weren't in the household to teach me these things, like in the time that I could have learned but I was like in school when you were like out doing your laboring jobs and working. So like there is a difference of like, like there was no question for me. Like I had to go to school. Like there was no ifs, ands or buts. Like I was going to school uh, and getting an education. Like I, I, I didn't have a choice and it's, it's great that it's great that I was put in that position. Um, but, um, and at that point you're talking about college. Yeah, yeah, college and stuff. And, and what's what's odd is like my dad taught me all the stuff that helps me with what I do for a living now. But the entire time he was teaching me, he goes, "Don't ever do this shit for a living. You don't want to do this stuff." <laughs> he always told me because that's what he did. He was a mechanic for thirty years. You know, my dad was like all about hot rods and stuff. He bought his first car when he was fourteen, nineteen seventy Chevelle. And I yeah. mean, like he used to say when when other kids were looking at nudie mags, he was over there flipping through car magazines. He could give a fuck about a woman. He just wanted you, to look at cars, you know. You just yeah. said you just said the Chevelle, and like I just got a little tingle down below. So yeah, <laughs> hello, I'm awake. <laughs> hello. But yeah, he had he had three Chevelles, uh, 
two Novas, a Camaro. My dad had a shit ton of hot rods. He used to be all about it. You know, he used to do, he has awards, like plaques and stuff from car shows and shit from his old hot rods. Um, now he's all old and he's into like high tech new stuff. So he sold all that and he's got his brand new Audi that he's all into. But yeah, um, that was he was, he, Woody. you know, what's yeah, dope is, he's is got, a, he just got an Audi S6. Just, I no, Chevy I haven't listened to that episode. A bad mother. Is the Chevy Cuda. Those things are fucking You mean sick the, the Plymouth Barracuda? The Plymouth Cuda? The Cuda. Okay, Plymouth, yeah. Yeah, it's that's Chevy, Mopar, Chevy baby. Store. Mopar, okay, okay. That's, Mo, that's the, Dime that Chrysler. Cuda, that Cuda is sweet. Yeah, the Cudas are badass. Those were one of the most powerful muscle cars on the road. Those are nice. Back then, definitely. Yeah. But uh, but anyways, what I was saying, though, is like uh, he taught me all the shit that, that I needed to know for what I do for a living, but didn't. but he didn't want me to do it. So you're like saying, you're like, hey, my dad didn't teach me all this stuff. But in reality, maybe that's why you went to school and then got the degree you have, which has put you in a position where you can sit back and smoke that stogie like a boss and watch <laughs> somebody whose dad taught him how to do that shit do it for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, I didn't want to go to school. I just wanted to do comedy and shit like that, which he did not teach me to do. But uh, I started watching Three Stooges when I was three. So I have a feeling that that's kind of a big part of why I am the way that I am today. But uh, <laughs> but I ended up ditch, dipping out on, on uh, my, my opportunity for comedy because I was with Tessa, which is not her fault by any means. Um, I made a choice. You know, I was with her and we had been together for a while and I was I loved her and I... I made the choice to stay. So, anyways, th- it doesn't matter. My she's point is, she's a good is, woman. She's a good woman. She's amazing. She's been the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. Josh, she gave me my did beautiful you know, baby Did you boy, know so. that I? Did you know that I asked her to apply to a senior land planner job, and she she shot me down? Yeah, she shoots me down all the time, dude. She could get a a government job like that. I mean, she's she is killing it where she's at. She's got you, so much opportunity, but she yeah, loves but what like, she does. So, but but does she have that much upward potential at her oh, work? Like, uh, well, maybe. So, Sierra maybe. Pacific, um, the wife of Red Emerson, Maria Emerson, is actually becoming a board member at her job, and they said that opens up literally billions of dollars of opportunity. Wow. So. She said that that could expand the entire thing, and it might blow up now in a good way. Nice. I don't know. But well, she no, knows more I about just, that than I, sent I her, do. But. I sent her a text message. I'm like, hey, can I forward you a job application for it's starting? It starts at 120K. No. Wow. And she's like, she's like, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She don't give a shit. She makes, she makes good money as it is. Like, she does very well. She does probably better than I do. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I think we're right about level right now. But I think that her opportunity is definitely much higher than mine. I'm about at the peak that a technician can do as a technician. You got to start doing, like, management maybe. I don't know. I'm not really, like, I don't know. My my career is laborish, so I, I make good money. But she is in a position where she could definitely be, you know, like where you are, just did you, boss, did you see you know, the just, text? Did you see the text messages from that? Because that was hilarious, no. dude. I sent her some fucking hilarious She doesn't memes. show me that shit. I was like, I was like, I sent a meme that was like, "Come to the dark side." <laughs> it was hilarious. It's like, join, join yeah, us. Yeah, yeah that's and that's what she thinks about it. She's like, I feel like I'm selling my soul for money if I do something like that. And I go, yes, uh, bitch, yeah. you're gonna make a lot of money. Like, just go do it. But I don't think she, she don't understands care. how fucking how set up the PG the the PG E job is. Just like, like she hasn't experienced the, it, so she with, don't know with the medical and the the matching 401k the pension the retiree medical uh, it's just 
it's insane how fucking yeah. set up it is. I gotta chime I, in I, here. I gotta chime. 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 <laughs> Reese. Reese. Josh. Dude. Josh and I are fucking like we. We. Yeah. You gotta chime in. I. I, I, I really the like, Am I Just Angry podcast with a guest today? <laughs> I like hearing what Reese you guys Vaughn. have to say. I. I really do. Um. So my. We're just full of shit, man. Like it's a bunch of I'm, hot air coming out I'm of us. I'm drunk by now, so oh, I've had yeah? like three yeah. glasses. My so my chime in here is is gonna be that. Um, I don't know how to put this eloquently, but basically, I think there's a lot to be said for how happy you are in a position. Because, like, my my dad, I, yeah. I would liken my dad quite a bit to you, Josh Blevins, uh, in in the angry thing, in the mechanic thing. Like <laughs> They go so, hand in hand. Like. <laughs> they they kind of do. So my, my dad has, has kind of busted his ass for most of his life at a rough upbringing. And, and uh, he, he was a mechanic for, like, 10 years he drove a tow truck for like 10 or 15 years and and he kind of he he flew trusses for a trust company for a while you know drove mm-hmm. the crane and uh, he really struggled with any job that he was at you know because of one thing or another and he finally has found a position where uh he likes his boss and and mm-hmm. the people that he works with are okay but he doesn't really have to deal with them because he's he's um he's a delivery driver for uh, a company that makes like truck racks and things like that, but he loves mm-hmm. his boss. His boss is very good to him, and he he only works a few days a week, and he makes you know probably less than he did at the trust company. I'm not really sure, but he's happy. You know, he doesn't come home pissed off. Yeah. You know, and he likes the people yeah. that he that he reports to. And there's a lot to be said for that. Oh, that's. Yeah. I think that's I, honestly that's eighty percent of what it is. Like, it kind of depends on what your goals are, what you're wanting from a job, and uh, for some people, it is money, and so it's finding a job that's going to pay the most, and they don't really give a shit what they're doing. And then for some people, it's like, I don't really care. Yeah, it's like, well, to be, to be fair though, you got a pretty cush job as it is though. So like, you're, yeah. you're, a, yeah, you're that one percent like, that got lucky. Yeah, but it's not like happy. It's it, it's I'm happy, but like, dude, I took this fucking job for the money. Like that's like that's why I was just like me. Yeah, well, I know, me, I know bro. that. I know me, that for bro. a fact. I'm just saying, like, you got the other people to do the shit that they love for a living. Like my buddy Andrew, for example, the guy who's gonna teach uh, my son guitar. Um, he literally just travels the world. Like he doesn't have a lot of stuff. But yeah. he is unbelievably talented, and he is unbelievably happy. Like to the point where, when he's in the room, I promise you, if you, if you guys were here, we were all in the room with him. Every single one of us would be envious of his life, and he doesn't have a fraction of the paycheck that any of us probably have coming in. Yeah. But he doesn't give a fuck because he does more shit than any of us do, and he has experienced more. And I don't mean that in a bad way for any of the three of us. I'm just saying this dude has been to Spain, South America, he's been to all over Europe, he's been in Canada, all of, over the United States, he was in the military for a little while, and when he left, he literally just travels around the world. I mean, he's done so much shit, he's done more in his 31 years than most people do, and most people dream of in their entire lifetime, and it didn't require a high-paying job to do it. And that's not to say that maybe someday he doesn't want to have you know, a good paycheck coming in. But at the point in his life where he's at, he doesn't need it. And he's so happy doing it. And he's experienced so much that 
is worth more than the money itself. You can't buy it, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It does. Like, I mean, I went to school to be a wildlife biologist, and I I have wonderful memories of, like, banding golden eagles and, like, working with owls and stuff. But it doesn't pay dick. It doesn't pay anything. It's, It's... Hittance. like it's just but the experience was amazing right the experiences were amazing and it's it's like it's happy work but like you can't do it with a family really yeah and it's just it's it's tough like i work with wildlife biologists and they're computer-based like they're yeah. doing reviews of wildlife of wildlife work on the computer but so but they've but they make a really good uh salary and you know, are they the happiest they've ever been? I don't know. You know, it's up to the individual. But like, I think the family thing is a big, it's a key part of it. You know what I mean? Because, like, Andrew's kind of like a free bird right now. I, th- I don't know. Oh, I think yeah. he might be in a relationship. I don't know for a fact. But uh, the thing is, is if he, ha- if he has nothing to tie him down, he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. And, I mean, he's, he's lit. he has military funding coming in because of his time that he spent in the military. So, for him, it's like... Yeah. You know, he's able to use that. He goes to college. Like, he goes to school, and he's getting in his, his education, but he jumps colleges. Like, he will transfer as he travels. So he's been in, like, Washington State colleges, and then he'll go, you know, to the other side of the United States. He's been in college in, like, Spain. He's he's taught school in, uh, I don't I want to say Africa, but I don't think it was. But he taught English and music in another country for, like, a year. Like, just to make money, just so he could survive and do his thing. Yeah. He's, he's done amazing shit, you know, like if, I'm telling you, this dude is like 10 times more interesting than anybody I've ever met in my <laughs> life. He's he's unbelievable. Yeah. And uh, it's never anything I expected from him growing up, because like I said, I've known him since I was like three and a half. You know, we used to play Ninja Turtle toys when we were kids and stuff. He's my oldest friend. He played the music that my wife and I walked down the aisle to on our wedding. Like this is this is one of the closest people in my life. He's family to me. And I never would have thought that he would have done the things that he did. And I'm super proud of him for it, you know. When he comes to visit me, the only things I can show him are like, hey, check out my sweet car. Check out yeah. the motorcycles, which he is a motorcycle guy. He's got a nice chopper that he's been – he's driven it all over the United States. It's awesome. Like he did that thing like Neil Peart where he just traveled forever. Yeah. But uh, anyway, like – it's just I can only show him the things I've accomplished that he thinks are still cool, but it's none of it is like in comparison to you know, yeah I taught I taught a bunch of kids in Spain how to play music or I went to you know France and I I lived there for a month and and met some interesting people I played live show he played at the Rose Bowl, he was just like there with people that he knew in that area during the Rose Bowl and they invited him to play the guitar during the Rose Bowl half game time or whatever it was. Like, he's done some just crazy shit, and it's all just, you know, he's just there. Like, he's just kind of going. But there's, like, some experiences, like, you know, your son looking up at you and just smiling. You know what I mean? Like, you can't put a price tag on that, you know? No, and I agree with you 100%. It's it's, it's just, it's everybody does, it's everybody has different things. I actually got mad at people at, at an event my wife had once, like, her her boss's wife, and I hope you don't listen to this again, but her, but her boss's wife and her friend, we went to like this, one of their events that they used to have before COVID, took us to this farm where they did like, uh, they owned it. And it was all organic grown stuff or whatever. And part of the tour or the event was they all loaded us into the back of these pickup trucks and they drove us around. When we were in the back of the truck, 
for whatever reason, these two girls were talking about kids and how, oh, I would hate, the one friend was like, oh, I would hate to have kids. I don't ever want one. And then my, my, uh, my wife's boss or my boss, yeah, my wife's boss's wife said something like, you know, I'm glad I don't have any kids to keep me from doing, you know, the things I love to do. And I was sitting right there and my wife knows that I don't hold anything back. And I know <laughs> oh, she like looked at me like, don't do it. And I looked Shut right at them and I said, mouth. yeah, I said, my son is literally the best thing that has ever happened to me in my entire life. He is beautiful. And I would give everything I have for him. And they just like got awkward. And the next time the truck stopped, they jumped out and switched to different trucks. <laughs> like my wife was like, you pissed them off. Like she was not, my wife was not happy with me because that's yeah. my, her boss's wife that was in the, in the truck. I go, I don't give a fuck what they say, you know? I'm a dad. Like, I love my son. And at the time, my son was like one, you know? Yeah. But he, here's the thing. We didn't have him with us. That was like one of the first times we'd ever left our baby. And I'm here listening to this chick talk like that about it. Yeah. It's like, I left my baby at home to be here, and I would give anything for him. All you're doing is making me miss him right now. You know? Right. He's, you don't, you're talking on something you don't understand. You don't have a child, so don't, don't act like he's a hindrance on your life. Because you in, involve him, you know? Yeah. Do the things with him. Like he's just in a he's just accompanying us now. I don't I don't know how to explain it. What? My wife yeah. was afraid we we're gonna lose opportunity to do shit and I said, Why? He's just gonna be with us. Do the same stuff, but now he gets to do it with us. It's cool. You know? Yeah, I, I agree. You should take your kid everywhere. But you know, going back to that, like uh, everybody's happy is different. And and for that person it probably they thought that they couldn't be happy if they had some kid holding them back from all the things that they think make them happy. So, I mean, yeah. I, I get it. I, I had those thoughts at, at certain times in my life. When we finally moved here to Denver, like I was thinking, like, we need to push this baby talk way, way out in the future. Like, I feel like I just got out of prison. We moved here from Milwaukee, and, like, I got the fucking mountains. I got my dirt bike. Like, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Like, let's live my life for a bit. But, um yeah. You know, but the, all they do is enhance that, though. Man. I know, like, and I feel and that way And I don't think people now. get it. I, yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't think a lot of people understand that until they maybe have one. I mean, unless you're just like one of those parents that doesn't give a shit. Like my mom left when <laughs> I was five, and I didn't see her for another twenty years. Clearly, she didn't give a fuck about enhancing her life with a child. She just wanted to get away from it. Yeah. But I don't care about that. Like that shit doesn't matter to me. She can go fuck herself. My point is, is that like for my son. Like, he's, he's beautiful, you know? He's amazing. I see myself, and I see my wife in him. I always joke that, like, he's got her, her eyes and her smile and her personality and my last name, you know? <laughs> like, that's, that's what he's got. Like, and I see so much of him in us, and I just think of all the things that I remember wanting to do when I was a kid, it's my responsibility to give him as much of that as I can. You know, my dad gave me every opportunity he could in the circumstance he was in. He was a single father for my entire life. He gave me everything he could, but I'm not a single father. I've got a wife. I've got two incomes. I can maybe give my son more. So why yeah. don't I? That's what and I'm going to do, you know? And so that's, that's what I've just focused on doing is, is trying to give my son as much as I possibly can. And uh, I don't know. I think that... That enhances your life because I get to I get to enjoy watching him do these things and grow through them, like the guitar thing, you know. Yeah. Like I know it's a lot of money for a guitar, but I'm gonna get to watch my son go from being a three year old that doesn't know what he's doing to who knows what he could become. He could be the next Eric Clapton. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you never know what you're giving your your boy or what opportunities you open by doing these things with him, and that's what makes it so important to me. So. Hi, baby. 
I love it. Bring him in here. Get old Slick in the old show. Hi. To get him on the podcast? Come here. Is he going to smoke a cigar too? Yeah, you got Theodore in there going to smoke a stogie? Let him light up. What is he? Is he one yet? No, he's nine months. (gasps) Oh, he's getting, he's old enough to smoke then. Look at him. Man, he's a big boy. He's a good looking dude. He's a good boy. What a handsome man. You know what this podcast business is all about. Say hi. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like that's, oh my! <laughs> I'd give I'd give up everything for that that little thing right there. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah. Like it's all it's all just you can't take any of that shit with you. But that 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 kid right there, like that's everything. That's I gotta, your legacy. I got to ask you guys something as as somebody who's like getting closer to that time. Did you guys read a bunch of books? I didn't read shit. I had suspected that from you. <laughs> <laughs> what about Tessa? Did she read a bunch of books? Yeah, she read like some mom stuff, you know, like what to expect type things. But uh, I don't know. I I'm not I'm not, and I and I argue with people about this a lot. I'm not big into the whole like parenting philosophy thing where you got to follow the guidebook because it's like that was written by someone, and I don't know what the fuck kind of parent that person was. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna do the best that I know for my kid and make him the man that I want him to be, you know, and what their yeah. idea of what a man should be is maybe not what I agree with. So if I read all these books, you know, it's like when my wife and I were first married, my dad and his wife were like, oh yeah, here's all of our, our marriage books that we bought. It helps you really grow as a, as a couple. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to burn that shit just to stay warm at night. You know what I mean? Like that stuff is garbage. I yeah. honestly, I don't want it. I'm already in a therapy session. I mean, I, like, what is this? You know, I did read a little. I, I would recommend reading a little bit and knowing knowing kind of just like some structure of what's gonna happen and like you know knowing like the sleep regression schedules of like well that's where I disagree because every kid's different you know well I mean there's like when you read about it they're gonna I, tell you well this well, is gonna happen but it I, doesn't happen like well, that for everyone I, I know that I know that every kid's different but there are I mean generalities exist for a reason and like i mean our kid has pretty much fit into some pretty stereotypical boxes of his like sleep sleep regression for example of like you know he you know doing his two month and his four month and his like six month sleep regressions not sleeping so like like having that knowledge of like what to expect in that regard it's it's not bad to have in your back pocket and just to kind of like know you know what may yeah. what may be coming. So you know, I mean, granted, it might not happen, and take it with a grain of salt, like Josh is saying. Like it's not it's not a set in stone thing. Like you can change things by your perspective, and I'm a huge proponent of like changing things with your outlook on life, and and you know, I'm a huge proponent of like the things that you speak upon your life are things that, that, you know, if you, if you say things are going to be shitty, things are probably going to be shitty. But if you look at it, like it's going to, you know, turn out okay, it's probably going to turn out okay. But like, if you want it to be shitty, it's probably going to be shitty. You know what I mean? Like, it's all about your perspective. So, um, at the same time, like for us reading shit, uh, made us, I think it adds, it can, I don't know, it's like a catch-22, like it can help or it can be bad. And that's why I say it depends on the kid, you know? Because like in our case, we didn't have a whole lot of sleep regression with with Liam. He's never really had too much of a a trouble. He has has his areas 
where we struggle, but in other areas he hasn't. So we've talked to other parents like you and Kelly or like our friends Lance and Krissa who also have a kid. They're all around the same age. And each one of those kids has had their own pros and cons, like things that they did well in and things that they didn't do well in, but they were all different, you know? So like where one parent group had a problem with their kid and they're like, dude, like my kid won't do this and he's driving me nuts with this. We're looking at it like, uh, I don't know how to relate to that. Like our kids are, <laughs> our kids fine in that. And then all of a sudden we're thinking like, man, did we get an angel. But then all of a sudden our kid will have a problem somewhere else. And it's like that group of parents, they're like, no, nah, our kid's not doing that. Yeah. And it's like, it's because it's so different. So our problem was we were reading books or my wife was, and she'd be like, like you're saying, you know, expecting this at this time frame and that at that time frame, And then some shit would happen and then some wouldn't. And yeah. the stuff that wouldn't happen, we would be waiting for, and then it wouldn't happen. And it only added more stress because we're like, well, why isn't that happening? You know, mm, like, yeah. and so then it got to the point where I was like, close the books. Let's just let our kid be our kid and let's see what he is. And as he grows, we adapt and do find the things that he needs. We'll just trial and error till we get it. Yeah. And it's actually worked out better for us, you know, or at least yeah. me, <laughs> you know, because like, <laughs> I get stressed thinking like, well, if it's not by the schedule, then what the fuck is going on right now? Yeah. And it, I figured it's like, I just, my son is his own person, and I need to figure out who he is as a person and not be like, well, the book says he's going to, you know what I mean? Like, it just doesn't make sense to, to try to, you know, put my son in a book and be like, this is what he's supposed to be. He's He is what he's supposed to be. He's, he's his own person. Everybody's different. Look at the three of us. None of us are the same, yet we're all still having a good time on this shit. I sound way different than the two of you guys. I know that. Your <laughs> listeners, Reese, are going to be like, who the fuck did you have on that podcast? Well, like 50% of my listeners are on this podcast right now. So. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, and I'm thinking that right now. Who's that third guy on the fucking podcast? Yeah, yeah. No, you know, I, Josh I, Dewey and Reese, and like, they sound great. And then you got some asshole in the background. Oh, wait, I know that guy. Yeah, they're going to get Anyways, I, I don't know. Like, as far as parenting goes, I think a lot of people try to put it in a book. And I think, like Josh said, there is, you know, it's like stereotyping. They exist for a reason, you know. Sometimes yeah. it's rude to stereotype, but oftentimes you're right. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you yeah. stereotype. Because if they fit the mold of the stereotype, it's because it is a stereotype. That's why it exists. However, uh, I think that parenting is an ever-growing uh, experience. Like... I mean, my dad even says today, like, you, you're 31 years old, but I'm still your dad, you know. And there's still going to be things. You might come to me at a, as a 30-year-old with a question of life that you that you need. It's like, well, all of a sudden, I'm a parent again. You've been moved out of the house. you got your own kid, your own house, you know what I mean? Like, you're your own man in your own life, and you come back, and now here I am parenting all over again. <laughs> it's like, you, if you're a parent, you're never not a parent. It doesn't matter how old your child is. It doesn't matter how old you are you will be a parent for the rest of your life because there's things that you've experienced that they haven't and you're going to need to teach them in one way or the other. And I think that that's the big thing I learned from the beginning of trying out books was that, you know, books don't have all the answers. You need to look at your kid and figure out, like, what's your kid want? What, what kind of person is that child? And what can you do to make them better, you know? It's like, yeah. like I said, going back to guitars. I know my kid... He's just a smart, talented kid. He's a he's a way smarter and more talented kid than I ever was. And I'm like, I need to capitalize on this opportunity for him. I don't want wasted talent. It's like he's going to pick things and do them and then some things he's going to throw to the wayside, but it's his choice, not mine, you yeah. know. But there is I don't want to limit it to to uh funny like I don't know, the new White House secretary to circle back on this. 
um, <laughs> to, circle back. Back, to circle back, um, you know, there are like some stringent things like people have done with trial and error, like, you know, foods that you introduce into children's lives and like, you know, just their physiological you know, makeup and, you know, you're not supposed yeah. to introduce this food at this time and stuff like that. Like that's, those are some areas We've, where we follow those, you know, yeah, those, you're, yeah, you're those right are some that. areas where you learn, mm -hmm. you know, that, that, that's like, okay, let's, let's learn from that shit. <laughs> like, yeah. There's a reason why like vitamin bottles, even the gummy bear ones say like three and up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. you can't be giving them to your two year old because he's just not quite he or she, or maybe their body is ready, but you don't know. And it's like, do you really want to be the experimentation, you know, guy yeah. on your own child? Be like, let's see what this does to you. Right. You know, yeah, we don't yeah. want to do that. Let's let's do that at kind of stuff at the right time. Well, like sometimes but, it's not even on the bottle. You know what I mean? Like we just started yeah. introducing like cottage cheese, and like we we you know you weren't really supposed to do that until they were you know six or seven months, and you know just shit like shit like that. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because of the way it might affect them. And stuff. Exactly, so, like sure. that stuff that we did learn. Those are important things because you don't want to make your kids sick. Uh, so yeah, I think you're right nutritionally. Um, yeah, That's I think that when you say like you know what kind of things do you give or or are you reading books on parenting? Parenting is a very broad yeah. no, subject. No, no, no. You know what I mean? I That's like I, a loaded question. I should have I should have phrased my question a little bit differently. I realized that as soon as you started answering it, I was like, ah oh, man, I should have been more specific. Yeah, because I agree with you, Blevins, that. Uh, yeah, the way that I'm going to parent my kid is not going to come from a book. I'm not going to take anybody's advice from a book on how to parent my kid. Yeah. But um, when it comes to things like uh, the, the sleep regression and things that they eat, like I, I think what seems to be like a good strategy is kind of like the smattering effect. And, and this is the way I liken um, education is you learn a lot about or you learn a little bit of about a lot of the things so you know what's out there. And then once you encounter it, then you know, oh shit, that that's happening. So let me go, let me go look that shit up again. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's yeah. kind of my thought. Yeah. And that's and that's how it is as parent. Like there's, I mean, things that we've gone through with, uh, you know, him with like teething and stuff. When you, he's he gets sick when they when they teeth, and you don't really know that until you start to learn about it. You might even have heard it when you before you had the kid when you're doing your like birth classes or whatever, and they're like, yeah, at this point, you know, this might happen, but you forget all that shit, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like way back then, it was so much information, it was all new. You're you're also panicked at the fact that you're like, what's going to happen when we have this kid? But then you have him, and then shit starts happening, and you forget those things. And it's like, well, he's got a runny nose, he's crying, he's upset, he's got fever temperature. My wife's thinking he's sick. And then it turns out it's because he's teething. you know. And they're like, yeah, that happens when teeth are pushing through. And you're like, well, I don't see any teeth. And they're like, you might not. It might, it's just pushing, you know, yeah. and it's, it's affecting his body in a way that's caused him to have sick like symptoms, hmm. but he's not really sick. You just got to bear with him, keep him healthy and then move on. And all of a sudden, like overnight, he's better, you know, yeah. and you're like, we didn't do anything to fix that. It's just natural. But when you're in the moment, you're like, I don't know what the hell is happening right now. We had many phone calls in the middle of the night to the pe uh, pediatrician. And he's just like, you guys are just chill. You're, yeah. you're interrupting my sleep, man. <laughs> Your kid's I, I fine. Will, I will pat me and Kelly's shoulder because, like, we, you know, all the sitcoms and TV, you know, you see, like, new parents, like, rushing to the emergency room for, like, no fucking reason. Like, that's Hollywood's example. Like, I will pat our shoulders. We have not done that shit once. He's nine months old. Yeah, yeah. Haven't done that shit once. Like, 
you know, we are both like, she is not a freakazoid. I am not a freakazoid about shit. Just like he'll fucking live. You know what I mean? He'll yeah, fuck, exactly. He'll fucking and, you, live. And, and you shouldn't, you know, like go to an extreme. The moment we called our pediatrician was when it was like one thirty in the morning. I had to work and he's screaming bloody murder. And we're just like, the fuck is going on? You know, like, I'm like, I got to go to sleep. I got to wake up hella early in the morning. Like this shit cannot continue. I need answers. And so I was yeah. making the phone call, but we've, we've never taken him to the hospital. You know, like, it's like Josh said, like he will be fine. I remember on his first birthday, everyone was like, Oh yeah, one years old, you know, and me and my wife were over there. Like, can you believe we kept him alive for one year? <laughs> <laughs> like, we were just like so happy. Like, yeah. I don't know how we did it. Like that's I a party for that you. Could, yeah. You I barely about... keep myself alive every year. What do you, I mean, He's not, they're not really one year old. They're actually one year and 10 months old, right? Have you ever thought about that shit? Uh, ish. I think it's a celebration of the day they were born. I know. Not I conceived. Know. I'm just being an idiot. I mean, you are, you are no, technically I, right. I get that point. Like, we're, we're kind of <laughs> celebrating an arbitrary time where you shot out of there, but, like, really, yeah. you were developing long before that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know what's crazy about my kid, other than the fact, so he was born on my birthday. I share the same oh, birthday wow. as my son. Yeah. But you know what's even crazier than that is when we took our first sonogram, they always predict, like, the birth date. They're like, based on what we're looking at here, you know, he's going to be born on this day. He was predicted to be born on my birthday, and then he was born on my birthday. Naturally. And they always say that it's, with, yeah, it's within a week or two before or a week or two after of the predicted date is when the baby gets born and he landed on the day and wow. so i can tell you from the books that i've read oh, God that, damn it. <laughs> that only that only occurs in five percent of births where it actually lines up so five per you're part of the five percent so we're yeah but how many of those five percent landed on the birthday of the father that's, of the baby that's, that's a you lesser should've... percent you if you didn't go by scratchers that day you fucked up yeah, I, I didn't know. buy scratchers. I should have. You should I don't have. buy you know, that argument. Like you, we you, went you, to La Cabana the night before, and <laughs> we got there, and my wife or uh, the lady came and gave us our our burritos or whatever. My wife's like, "Do you have the hottest hot sauce you have?" And she goes, "It's really hot." And my wife goes, "I'm trying to push this baby out tonight." <laughs> <laughs> and she was she gave birth at like. I don't, well, she went into labor at like 3.45 the next morning. That is an uh, awesome so we story. Could, and I we were there it. celebrating I love my every birthday. We were there celebrating my birthday because it was the night before my birthday, and she was, like, right there at the due date. She was having, like, weird, you know, stomach shit. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, let's go let's go out and eat. That was my favorite restaurant. And she got hot shit. She just straight up told the lady, I want this baby out. Let's squeeze and it, it out. And it was the next morning she gave birth to our son. That, that was awesome. God. That is wonderful. So we are 28 years hey. and two hours apart, me and my boy. Wow. To the day. That's pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. So anyways, uh, I don't know what I was saying before that, but I, I got on that tangent for a reason. <laughs> the fuck was I talking about? See, now I feel like I'm on my podcast again. No, I, th- I think that was about wrapping I? it up. Well, I mean, Josh Dewey was saying something. Gentlemen, I I probably should probably should call this. Yeah. We've barely even been on here. I know, right? Well, you, you still got to make dinner, Blevins. <laughs> That's all out the window now. <laughs> I bet money she's already eaten and everything. Like I was thinking about that. What, 20 minutes ago I was looking at the clock like, fuck, I'm way past the point I said I needed to be out there. Yeah, I we haven't were... lit the barbecue and I'm supposed to cook a tri-tip. Yeah, that Are you kidding happen. me? No. 
Oh, guys, I got so two different types. I got two and, uh, different types of wings water. coming tomorrow. I'm gonna air fry some wings. I'm gonna oh, I'm gonna dude. smoke some wings for the game. Yeah, it's see, all, I'm smoking. Try to. the game. Oh, you guys, you guys watching the World Cup? God, damn. <laughs> oh, the WNBA Christ. finals. Oh my God, the WNBA finals. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, my I'm not gonna watch the game. My what? I don't know that I have a way to watch it. It's TV. Or, what do you mean? TV. You don't have an antenna? Well, you know what? I shouldn't talk shit. Josh actually bought me an antenna so I could watch football. Or no, he bought it so he could watch football at my house when he was visiting. What the fuck? Because I didn't have I one. was visiting at their house, so I'm like, I'm going to fucking watch football today. It was it was Thanksgiving. I worked that day. It was Thanksgiving. Oh. I'm like, I want to fucking watch football on Thanksgiving. And so I went out and I bowled, I bowled four games in the morning. And because uh, I brought what you, <laughs> I brought my ball. I brought my ball. I didn't even know you did that. No, dude, I brought my ball up to Reading, and I went and bowled three games in the morning. And I then I went know. to Best Buy and I bought an antenna and I hooked it up to their TV, and I had <laughs> I fucking came, football. <laughs> I came home and he was watching football, and then he left, and I thought my wife had bought it, and she goes, "No, Josh bought that." I go, "That motherfucker! I did not know that he bought that shit." Dude, I would not have let you buy me an antenna. But I, so I can't talk shit that if you don't have an antenna to watch it, because I actually didn't until recently. And he bought it, not for me, but he bought it for himself so that he could ensure that there is football available when he comes to my house. Man's got priorities. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. I, the respect meter went way up at that point. I will probably tune in to watch some of the good commercials, you know, because like they'll do mashups on YouTube of the good commercials. That's what I usually do. I don't give a shit about the game. Okay, I don't either unless so it's my team. This is, I mean, I kind of do. It's fun to watch. This but. is a big game for Brady, though. Like, if he wins this He's game, win it. it will solidify him as probably the greatest person to play a sport in America. Like, I, th- I think the well, argument... He already is solidified. It ain't this game well, that's going to solidify yeah, that shit. I mean, He's already there, man. Him taking, him taking the team to the Super Bowl the first yes. the first year that he's been there. Yes. Like that's that it. Is, I mean, that in and of itself is a huge accomplishment. But if he wins, it will like eliminate all arguments. Like it will Did you guys see that SNL skit? No, I didn't. With, no. Uh, oh, John Krasinski was in it. It was like the the SNL where he was the guest star or whatever. And one of the skits was uh uh, was that the very very beginning of the show? And it was, um, so what's going to happen, I think, is what they called it. And it had the lady that always played Hillary uh, yeah. Clinton I when they were running or whatever. But anyways, um, she was like the host, and she had all these guests. And the last guest that she had was Tom Brady. And all the questions she was asking was like, you know, so so you I, we think that you were the last, you know, real great thing in America. And he goes, yeah, 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 I think so, yeah. <laughs> she goes, she goes Cause you, because you – you won all those Super Bowls and you took the bottom team in the NFL and you brought them to the, the Super Bowl. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, I did. And she goes, you were just the most true human being out here. You just play the sport to be great. And he goes, yeah, yeah, you know, I do. Yeah. And she goes, and yet you're a, you're a, a staunch Trump supporter. And he goes, all right, this is a good interview. And then he gets up and like leaves the room because he doesn't want to ruin any of it. Yeah, That's uh, great. I, I ruined the skit because I don't know the skit, but if you guys get a chance, watch that SNL one with John Krasinski doing the uh, Tom Brady thing. It's perfect the way they, they line it out. But he is. They were absolutely right. Like He's just the greatest football player of all time. I mean, he's going to go down in history for oh, that, I bet. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm finishing up. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's, All right we got to wrap, wrap this I've been, up. All I've right. been told that food has been provided in the Dewey household, so. Yeah, my, my right. family's starving right now. So. Are we going to do a, a sign-off, or you guys want to add that yourself later? Oh, hell no. I'm not adding anything. I don't sign off. You're not adding Hey, anything. Any, anybody who's uh, tuned into this podcast, I appreciate you. Uh, Reese's family and friends, you know, it's nice to meet you guys for the first time. The the Dewey audience, I appreciate you guys. And if you tuned in and you didn't like it, well, you know what to do. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and um, Dewey, do you have a sign-off? If there is 100%, without a doubt, none of my people will have made it two hours. You are the only two that will. So I love you all. And this is the What Do We Do podcast crossover episode. And that's, that's all I've got. That's Hybrid. all you got. All right. So I'll do my sign-out real quick, and then we'll call quits. Um, so, yeah. Uh, wherever you are, whatever you're up to, I hope you're having a good day, good evening, whatever it happens to be, and we'll catch you on the next one. Be, be good. good. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>